So the MLB finally has a season. What we do and don't like about the 60-game season. And also, with the cases spiking in Florida, is it safe enough to go to Orlando? Or do we have to play somewhere else? And finally, we'll give our over-under predictions for the NFL season. All that and more on the first episode of the Bring the Heat podcast. Hello, everybody. I am Leo Ekman. I have two friends with me. I got Shep and Will. Say what's up, you guys. Alright, so we're going to get right into it. Um, we're going to start with baseball. They finally came out with their 60-game season. Um, there's a lot of specifics, a lot of new rules that we're going through. So, the, How do you guys feel about the universal DH that they're going to implant this season? Well, I like it because uh, I think it gives the league a fair chance. Well, you'll see like the best team in scoring. You won't see like the pitchers hitting. You'll see more offense, which I like. I like it for two reasons. Both of them are because I'm a Reds fan. One, because we have a lot of bats and not a lot of um, fielders. Our Nicholas Castellanos will probably be our DH, and he's terrible in the field. And I also like it because Trevor Bauer said he will not sign to a team that does not have a DH, and now we have a DH, so we actually have a chance of signing Trevor Bauer. So those are the reasons I like it. Will? Um, I kind of like it because there's more offense, so more runs to score, and more people like to watch the games. Yeah, it's important that, yeah, I agree. It's important that baseball continues to try to get more excitement into the game because it's dying pretty quickly right now. Um, so we're going to go in extra innings. They're going to start every inning by putting the team's choice of a runner on second base. This is going to get the games done quicker. I always find in the 13th inning that I want to keep watching the game, but I also want to get to bed at midnight. So I like this rule because it's going to get the games done quicker and I get to see who wins quicker. Yeah, I would agree because, uh, Extra innings, just, you see those 18 inning games, just too long, too much on pitching. I like yeah. how the game will go a little quicker then. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you don't get those long extra inning games, especially when they're playing more games in less days. Yep. Well. Um, I also like it because it will, um, like, you'll get the better later and, like, yeah. There's no fun staying up and watching until like one o'clock. Yeah, no one wants to watch a game till one thirty in the morning. Baseball games are just getting too long. Like nine innings is already like enough. Yeah. Like you don't want to go in like eighteen innings. We just MLB like they put silly rules in like restrictions on pitching mounds that or uh, pitching visits that shorten the game by two minutes max. They need to figure out ways to really get these games under three hours because right now they're just way too long. Um, the trade deadline, there will be a trade deadline this year. It will fall sometime in August. Um, August 31st. Yep, so the season will start either July 23rd or the 24th, I believe is what he said. And so that will give about a month and a week 
so about five and a half weeks to teams to figure out what's going on in their team. Um, the season will consist of ten uh, division, or you'll play your divisional opponents ten games each, and then you'll play the eight or your, the opposing leagues five closest teams to you four times each. So I was trying to look at like what uh, for each team this will consist of. Since I'm a Reds fan, I was mostly looking at that. I think it's the Tigers, the Royals, the Indians. And I I kind of stopped there. But I think it's fine. It just um, limits socially traveling and in helps not spread coronavirus yet. Well, I I agree with it, but I also disagree because you don't get to see, like, some of the premier games, say, like, a Dodgers versus, like, a Cardinals, I don't know. Dodgers like, versus Yankees. Games, you don't get to see other divisions play other teams, and yep. you always look forward to good games like that, but you won't be able to see them this year, so... Well, Do- or Dodgers-Cardinals wouldn't be... There was only one playoff team in that game, so that wouldn't be a good game. But, um, yeah, I also think it grants unfair advantages to some teams because it, um, like, the Reds have an easy schedule because they're going to play the Royals and the Tigers, who are the two of the five worst teams in MLB, according to most people, so... I mean, it makes schedules way more varying in terms of how hard they are. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, pretty much... Yeah. Will, did you want to add anything to that? Uh, I agree with Shep. It won't show the premier games, but, like, always they're playing the season, and you don't want every single player in the MLB having the coronavirus because they're not going to be able to watch it and not show the down again. Yeah, So I, I think it's a good idea to only play, like, teams around you. And the divisions aren't, like, completely unfair. Like, most of them are pretty fair, but, like, some of them are a little uneven. But at least it's, at least they're playing. Yeah, I'm just talking about the fact that, like, New York is going to have to play, or, like, the Mets will have to play the Yankees, the Red Sox. I mean, the Red Sox will be pretty average this year, but there's a bunch of good teams up in the east, northeast, yeah. so. Um... So that's pretty much it on the MLB side of things. We'll transition over to the NBA here. Three players, notable players, have said they will not be playing in this year's uh, NBA season. Trevor Ariza of the Portland Trailblazers, Davis Bertans of the Washington Wizards, and Avery Bradley. Uh, Davis Bertans, I can understand, and Avery Bradley, because Avery Bradley said that he his there's a disorder with his son or something. And he doesn't want to spread the coronavirus. He's focused on his family, but... So I understand that. I haven't heard the reason for Trevor Ariza. Um, but Davis Bertans is because he's going to get a massive payday this offseason. And he doesn't want to risk getting the coronavirus or getting hurt in that season. Shep, how do you feel about people opting out to play? Well, if they don't play, I think they shouldn't get paid because, I mean, they have to do their work to get paid. But, I mean, I don't think they should be forced to play. And if they don't feel it's safe to play, I think they should be able to opt out and not play. Yep. So, yeah, um, 
I think everyone's getting full salary, aren't they? Like, no matter what, because of the 60-game uh, season no, that you played? I, I think if you're, like, high-risk, I'm not sure of that. Like, if you have a high-risk family member, maybe. But I saw, like, Davis Bertrand is losing, like, $600,000 not playing. I saw that. I think I saw that somewhere. Okay. Yeah, because there's no need for, like, Washington's not going to do anything. Yeah. So, there's, like, He's going to go play eight games and then come back, and there's no need for him to risk getting coronavirus in that time or getting hurt. Will, do you want to add anything? Um, well, obviously it's family first, but, like, if it's about money and stuff, I don't really like, because, like, I don't really like when people, like, cry about money and stuff. Yeah. But if you're worried about your family, you can sit out, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. I just don't want, like, a ton of players sitting out because then it won't even be fun to watch. Like, say LeBron sits out because of the stuff going on in the world. Um, like, I wouldn't like that because nobody would want to watch the NBA events. Yeah. I, I was thinking, if LeBron gets the coronavirus, do you think that the NBA will have make him sit out? They said they'll have to sit out for, like, it's yeah, it's a week. But do you think if like LeBron or Kawhi or one of these huge name gets it, do you think they will okay. tell them they have to sit out? Because I mean, it would well, hurt that. You say if Milwaukee gets to the finals and Giannis gets it, like, will they have to delay the delay the uh, finals a year or a week back? Or no, they'll just. Uh, I think that yeah. they'll just, that'd be a good idea though. Just to see the good players play. They'll just yeah, play yeah. without Giannis. Yeah. And they'll have no chance, and the NBA's ratings will go down. So that's why I'm wondering if the NBA will not tell everyone whenever they... if someone catches the coronavirus. Um, do you guys think there will be an asterisk behind this year's winner? Uh, yes. Because, like... If you look back at uh, strike short seasons, a lot of times you see asterisk. Back in not normal. Yeah, back in I 2011. Mean, yeah, seasons like that where the full season isn't played, you can't count it as a normal season because it's not. So I mean, I mean, you look back at the 2011 season. Was that the Dallas year? I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I mean, and Dallas came in as the 14th. Uh, team in terms of odds to win the finals, so I think there's a good chance of something like that happening this year where maybe a Miami Heat or a Dallas Mavericks or a Pacers, one of these teams that isn't favored, can win the finals because it's just such odd events going on. Yeah, especially since uh, since this long break, some people come back in better form than others, I mean, you don't know who. Yeah, the picture, have you guys seen the picture of Jokic? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are getting better shape, so you don't know. Some people aren't. Some people Jokic aren't. dropped at least 15 pounds. It's incredible. Like, I'm wondering what that's going to affect. I think it'll definitely help him defensively because that was his Achilles heel. He couldn't play defensively. But, I mean, it. he also, with that big frame he had, would bang down low. Uh, Will, do you think there will be an asterisk behind this year's winner? Um, yeah, but, like, from my point of view, like, I think the team, like, the team that comes together, like, everyone, like, no cancer in the locker room, like, 
I feel like the Pacers and the, one of these bottom seed teams will come out and win. Like the Oakland City Thunder. Like, the teams that come together, I think, will win the most because, like, these, these players aren't around each other that much. So, like, I think team chemistry is just going to uh, like guide these teams through the playoffs. Yep, I agree. I think it matters if players get coronavirus. So, I think in the finals, if the, like, Raptors are playing the Clippers, let's say, and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are out with the coronavirus, then there's definitely going to be an asterisk around the finals. But if everyone stays healthy, which is not going to happen, but if it did, I don't think there's an asterisk behind the finals this year. Alright, so we'll move into the main segment of this video, which is going to be over-unders for the football season. Uh, we're going to go through every team. We're going to go through their over-under. We're going to say if we think they'll go over-under that amount of wins, and we'll give reasons why. So let's get right into it. We'll start with the Arizona Cardinals. Seven and a half wins. I went under for them. Uh, their O-line still concerns me a lot. Uh, a 31-year-old Marcus Gilbert is the bright spot. That's not very good. Kyler Murray's great. He's underrated. Uh, I liked the Josh Jones pick. It was great value. And uh, they got a number one receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. That is great. Defensively, Isaiah Simmons is a great pick. Um, I think he has bust potential be just because he does not really have a position. I think they said they're going to play him at linebacker, but obviously he can move back to safety, play a little nickel corner. Um and then they, I, if you double Chandler Jones, there's no other pass rush that can get after you. So, I just think there's way too many holes on this team. So I yeah, I think the under two. I look at the defense. I mean, I there's just so many holes in that defense. You just don't know. I think the offense is fine there. It's just the defense. I don't think they can hold, especially in that division, that of offense there. So. Yep. Well, yeah, I'm taking the other two because um, their division is pretty stacked. Like the Rams and the 49ers defense is insane. And Seattle's defense is pretty good. But their team has a lot of potential. And in a few years, I think they'll be great, though. I agree. Um, they just need offensive line help and some defensive help in the secondary. I do like Buda Baker and Byron Murphy, though. They're a good young safety and a good corner. And then Pat Pete needs to return to himself. We'll move on to Atlanta. Uh, I took the over for them. They had a really hot end to the season last year. I love their receiving core. I think Calvin Ridley is great. Obviously, Julio's going to do Julio-type things. I think Todd Gurley is an upgrade over Devontae Freeman, even though he didn't have a Todd Gurley-like season last year. And then I trust Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan is a very good quarterback. I think he's very underrated. Uh, C.J. Henderson was a decent pick. May have been a little bit of a reach, but corner was definitely a need to help Desmond Trufant. Uh, I like the addition of Dante Fowler. He's going to get you 8 to 10 sacks a year. And then Grady Jarrett is extremely underrated. The Austin Hooper... Um, Loss will hurt, but I think it's fun. So I took the over. Yeah, I picked the over, too. I think that offense is just top tier. I mean, Julio Jones, uh, 
Todd Gurley, Calvin Ridley, and Matt Ryan. I mean, that's one of the best in the league. The only place I think they are a little under strength is their defense. But, I mean, that division you're up to score a lot of points. So, I mean, I think their offense is capable to be there. Yep, well. Um, I took the under on this one because they have the Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which I feel like both of their offenses are just as good or better than the Falcons. And they're just going to have to outscore teams, and if their offense is off, they're just they're going to get blown out by these teams. Yep. And Carolina, they have weapons on their offense too. But I just feel like their defense will hurt them this season. Yep. Uh, so we're talking the Panthers next. The Panthers are at five and a half wins. Um, I took the under on this one. Um, I got questions about Bridgewater slash Kyle Allen. Bridgewater got too big of a payday. I think they should have tanked, tried to get a Justin Fields or a Trevor Lawrence in the draft. Uh, Robbie Anderson, they added. He's whatever. Uh, he's been an okay receiver for a long time. Uh, Russell Akung is a good left tackle. Jeremy Chin was good value in the draft. I liked the Derek Brown pick. I think he's versatile. He can stop the run. He can rush the passer. And then obviously Christian McCaffrey is great. But when a running back is your best player, you're not going to win many games. So I took the under for the Panthers. Yeah, I took the under as well. Uh, that defense is super young. Especially in that division, I think they're just going to lose so many points. And I don't think that offense is good enough to keep up with the teams in the division. So I had to take the under. Yep. Well, I'll take the under, too. Because they lost their veteran, uh, Luke Keekley at the linebacker position. And um, the offenses in that division are just way better than the Panthers. Even though they have Christian McCaffrey and all those uh, offensive weapons. And I'm not sure about Teddy Bridgewater for his first year starting. So I'm going to take the under. Yep. All right. Next team is going to be the Chicago Bears at eight and a half wins. I saw eight and a half wins, and I kind of opened my eyes a little bit. I thought it was a little high, but I did take the over because I do like the Bears a lot this year. I thought Robert Quinn was a great addition alongside Akeem Hicks on the other side. Kyle Fuller is good, not great. He's a little overrated by Bears fans, but I still like him. Good corner. I like the addition of Tayshawn Gibson. Uh, and then they have nobody that really left. They're bringing back the same team. They made some additions. Khalil Mack is either going to get after your quarterback or you're going to have to double-team him, so he's effective either way. Uh, the only question is Foles or Trubisky. Um, they don't really have a great quarterback situation, but I think they'll work it out. Um, Allen Robertson put up almost 1,200 yards with Trubisky throwing to him, so he's an absolutely fantastic receiver. And then O-line is pretty average. But I took the over because I love their defense. Yeah, I took the under. I think that division's stacked there. I mean, I like their defense. It's just their offense. is too many question marks for me to take the over. So I had to go the under. Yep. Well. Um, I took the under, too, because um, you pretty much need a quarterback to like win games. But And Trubisky didn't show that last year. So I think they should start Nick Foles, but on a good note, they're, I think their coach is one of the best in the league. Like, he's very smart with what he does and the game plans that they have. So I'm just going to sit them at eight games like they did last season. Yeah, I don't agree with you about Matt Nagy being a very good coach. His scheme is not my favorite, but okay. 
Uh, we're going to move on to Dallas. Nine and a half wins. I took the over. Uh, they franchise tagged the Dak, which was the right decision. He doesn't deserve $40 million a year. Uh, Zeke has very... Zeke should be good this year. He had a good year last year, not Zeke-like, but he should be very good this year. Uh, their tight ends could be better, but that's whatever. They have Amari. O-line will be very good. They have Lyle Collins, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin. Uh, C.D. Lamb was a steal in the draft at uh, 18, I believe. Uh, defensively, they're okay. Secondary worries, worries me with Byron Jones um, going to Miami. Pass rushes, whatever. They have Demarcus Lawrence. He's really a one-man show there. And they have pretty average coaching with Mike McCarthy, but they just have way too many weapons offensively and a great O-line. Oh, I took the under... I think their offense is great, but uh, the departure of Byron Jones, I think their secondary will get burned. I mean, you have to have a good secondary to be good now, and they just don't have that, so I'd take the under. Mm-hmm. I'm going to push and take them at uh, 10 wins because I think their offense is just too explosive in that division. Because New York's defense is very good. Washington's defense is all right. Philadelphia's defense is all right. But this year, I think they'll explode, and... Um, I think their offense is just too tough to handle. Did you say New York's defense is very good? No, I said it's not very good. Okay, good. Um, next up, we have the Lions at six and a half wins. This may have been the easiest under ever of the whole video or of the whole podcast. Um, Matt Stafford is underrated, but he's not going to get him seven wins. T.J. Hawkinson should have a big year after an okay year. Kenny Galladay is an underrated receiver, but it's just not, there's, you, it's so, I don't even know the right word, but Jeff Okuda is not going to fill the uh, shoes of Darius Slay right away. It's just not going to happen. At some point, he'll probably get there, but it's not going to happen right away. Uh, The linebacking core is absolutely terrible, and I question their coaching with Matt Patricia, so... I took the under. Yeah, I took the under as well. That division is super tough. I mean, I don't think their offense is just explosive enough, and their defense is not good. I think Jeff Okuda will be good in a few years, but his first year, I think it's going to be rough. And it's a pretty easy under for me. Yep. It's also a pretty uh, easy under for me because I don't think their coaching staff is very good, and their organization is just not going in the right way. But, um,. I think Jeff Okuda is, uh, he's very talented. He's probably by far the best corner in the league. And he'll get to Darius Slate's position at once. But that's still not going to win them, like, six and a half plus games. Hold up, Will. You meant to say draft, right? Not league? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I also like that uh, DeAndre Swift pick. Yeah, yeah he should be a good halfback right away. Because they haven't been able to run the ball very effectively. I remember, um, who were they running it with in 2016 against Seattle? I think it, his name was like Zeddy. He was a no-name running back, and they just couldn't get anything going yeah, with him. That's always been the problem, the running game. The passing game's always been good, just the running game. Never missed. Yeah, Matt Stafford can throw the ball 100 yards, but they can't run it at all. Next team is the Packers. Nine wins. I took a, I think they'll get nine wins, so... Uh, they have A-Rod, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones is a very good big three. 
Um, who is that number two receiver? Uh, I think it could be MVS or Alan Lazard, uh, but one of them needs to show it. They lost Brian Bulaga. That's a big hit. O-line is still okay. Um, I like Devin Funches. I like the Devin Funches addition. The Smith brothers are great, but I have questions in their secondary other than Jerry Alexander. Yeah, I took the over two. I think uh, the draft, I think they made a mistake in taking Jordan Love, but I think their team is just good enough. I mean, I think they should have taken a receiver. I think that would have put them at the very top of the league. But I still think they're good enough to get more than nine wins, so I took the over. I'm taking the over two because Aaron Rodgers just, their team is not like not the most talented, but Aaron Rodgers just leads them to the playoffs year after year. But um, I think the Jordan Love pick was very good because he's going to learn after Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be a great quarterback someday. Yeah, I don't think the Jordan Love pick was good or bad. I think it was whatever. People were saying at the yeah. time of the Aaron Rodgers pick, uh, whenever Brett Favre was the quarterback, they were saying the same exact thing. you got to get someone that's going to help you win now, and look what that has done. It's... One of the best quarterbacks yeah, in franchise history. Yeah, they did make the NFC Championship last year. I think, and they only needed a receiver, so I think they're, this was like the deepest receiver class. One of the deepest ever, so I think T. Higgins there. I mean, I think they should have taken him there. But. Yep. It's true. All right, next up we have the L.A. Rams. Uh, nine wins. I took the under. They didn't improve anywhere. Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks, Eric Weddle are all gone. Uh, Dante Fowler's gone. They have playmakers defensively and Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Josh Johnson is a good young player. Uh, they have average QB play. He's $40 million for Jared Goff is absurd. They have a lack of weapons. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are fine, but neither of them is a Super Bowl contender, number one receiver. And then they have a bad interior O-line. So, and they have a they play in a very hard division, so I took the under. Yeah, I took the under as well. I think they're just, they got so much worse this offseason. They didn't do any good moves, I don't think. And pretty easy under, especially since they're playing that tough NFC West. Um, I said they end up 9-7 and seven because Sean McVay is such a clever um, coach. And um, Jared Goff. He got overpaid, but he's still not terrible, and he has weapons with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, and their defense is just going to make plays um, day in and day out. So I think they'll finish 9-7. and seven. Yeah, Jared Goff is a fine quarterback. He's just yeah, he's not just worth paid. He's not worth that much. He's not worth $40 million. Um, the Vikings are up next. Uh, the Vikings are at nine wins. I took the under for them. Uh, battle line, Riley Reef is an absolute atrocity. Uh, Kyle Rudolph is overrated. He can't block at all. Kirk is good, but he's not a difference maker. Uh, they added Michael Pierce from Baltimore. He's a good run stuffer, but he's not going to get any interior pressure. Stefan Diggs, Trey Waynes, Everson Griffin, and Linval Joseph are all gone. Uh, that's some big hits right there, even though Everson Griffin hasn't been the same player that we... Used to know and love. Harrison Smith, Daniil Hunter, Anthony Barr, just uh, and Anthony Barr are good players defensively. They have some playmakers, and then the, I like I do like the Justin Jefferson addition in the draft to get another receiver, uh, but I don't think he can fill the shoes of Stephon Diggs. So I took the under. Uh, I 
I took the over here. I think Justin Jefferson would be a superstar. I think they lost a few pieces defensively, but their defense is still top tier with Harrison Smith, Anthony Harris, Anthony Barr. And uh, I know they play in a pretty good division, but I think they'll get the over here. Okay. I'm taking the under because um, they just lost too many weapons on defense, and that's what drove them to win like about every single game. And Kirk Cousins, he'll win them games, but obviously he doesn't win primetime games. <laughs> and I just don't think... Obviously, the pick with Justin Jefferson was pretty good, but um, I don't think they'll win nine-plus games. Yep. So, the next team is the New Orleans Saints at 10.5 wins. I think they'll get 11 wins. Uh, Drew Brees is 40. There may be some regression there. Who knows? Uh, Emmanuel Sanders can be a Robin to uh, Michael Thomas's Batman. They have a great O-line. Marshawn Lattimore is only 24. That was surprising to me when I saw that. Um, Jordan and Demario Davis are great. Von Bell is gone. But you do have uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson at the strong safety position. I just don't think they have many holes. Uh, they added a great number two receiver in Emmanuel Sanders, who was great. And he didn't really have a good season in Denver, but he had a great season in San Francisco. So I'll take the over. Yeah, take the over to that that offense is just too potent, especially with the addition of Emmanuel Sanders. I like the pick of Cesar Ruiz there, sure up that interior offensive line. I don't think their defense has any holes either, so I think that's an over. Um, it's an over to me because up and down the roster, they're uh, top two probably and the best team, and like there's no holes at all. And if you cut, it's oh never mind. But um, the Saints. Or Drew Brees has shown no regression in, like, his talent. Like, his accuracy is just insane. So, I'm going to take the over there. Yeah, Will's a Purdue fan, so he's always going to go with Drew Brees. So, the next team is going to be... One sec, let me get my notes right. The New York Football Giants. At six and a half wins. Uh, this is also a pretty easy one for me. I think they're a year away. I'm going under here. They don't have another enough weapons for DJ, and I have a quest and I have questions about uh, Daniel. Uh, Andrew Thomas is a tackle for the next ten years, but I don't think he has all pro upside. But I think he'll come in right away and be a good um, tackle. They do have questions on the other side of the offensive line at tackle. Uh, who knows who they're going to start there? They have a good front three defensively, but that's about it. Maybe Xavier McKinney can add something to the secondary, but there's just too many questions on that back eight or back seven. I don't know if they play a four three or a three four of that defense. Well, I I took it over here. I think Daniel Jones is gonna have an absolute monster year. I think him and Saquon Barkley will be amazing, and with the addition of Andy Thomas, I think that offensive line gets a lot better. I love the Xavier McKinney pick there. It's a great safety. And uh, they don't play in a great division, so I think they get the over. Um, also, that their schedule is one of the hardest in the league. And I just their defense is just not good right now. I mean, but Saquon and Daniel Jones, I agree, they'll have a monster year. But I just don't think they'll be able to hold anyone on defense. Mm-hmm. I don't think Saquon will have a monster year because his interior offensive line can't block for him at all. I think he'll have another good year. Um, the next team is Philadelphia at 9.5 wins. 
Um, I took the over here. Um, I don't think I don't mean to sound like Colin Coward here, but I think Carson Wentz is going to have an MVP type season. I think he's going to finish as a top five QB. Um, they have an old O line, but it still should be fairly productive. Miles Sanders is very underrated. Uh, they have a good front three with Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. They have a pretty bad linebacking core, but Darius Slade does make the secondary good. So I took the over. Uh, I took the under. I, there's too many question marks about Carson Wentz's health. I mean, I think Miles Sanders is great, but I mean, I, I like the Darius Slay edition, but I don't think they can get 10 wins. Uh, I took the under. Uh, I'm going the over with 10 wins because I agree with Leo that Carson Wentz will have a monster year. And they had so many injuries. Last season, that like you can't even match that. They had so many; like it's impossible to get hurt that much. But um, the Darius Slay addition is gonna upgrade their defense a lot and will make their playmaking a lot better. And I think they'll get to ten wins. Mm-hmm. Agree. Niners are next. Uh, the Niners are at ten and a half wins. Um, I think they'll get eleven wins. Uh, they're gonna be hungry. Jimmy G is good enough. I love the Trent Williams upgrade at tackle. Um, the DeForest Buckner downgrade is tough because he went to Indianapolis, but it's still a great front seven. And the secondary is good enough with Richard Sherman to take care of business. So I think they'll be hungry enough to get 11 wins. Yeah, I, I took the over as well. That front seven is just top tier, especially they were so young last year. They're going to get even better this year. I think Jimmy G will be great. They have depth at their running back position. I think the loss of Emmanuel Sanders was big, but I like the pick in Javon Kimmel, and I had to take the uh, over. Um, their offensive schemes are insane to me. Like I love watching their games uh, because their their offense is just uh, it, they don't have like the biggest players on their offense, but like their offensive players are just really good, and um, their defense is obviously like. Top tier in the league, maybe like top three, maybe. But, um, yeah, I think they'll get to 11 wins. Yeah, and George Kittle's the best player in the NFL. Not the most valuable, but he's the best. Um, next up is the Hawks, the Seahawks, at nine wins. I took the over. I think they'll get ten wins. Uh, Russell Wilson will get them nine wins, and then their average defense will get them another one. Uh, Tyler Lockett's very underrated. And then B-Wag is... Still pretty productive, so I'll they'll get ten wins simply because of Russell Wilson. Well, I took the under. I I just don't know about their pass rush. I think they need to be able to get off their quarterback, but uh, their running back position. There's too many underinsured questions there. Can Chris Carson be good as he was a few years ago? Chris Carson is tough division, and as long as they don't get hurt. I think they get the over, but I think they have too many injury return players, so I took the under. Chris Carson is great. He just fumbles the ball way too much and gets injured. Yeah, that's, I got I to see a little bit more. Yeah, but he just hurt too much. If he can stay healthy, I think, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, the defense in their division is uh, pretty good with uh, San Francisco and Los Angeles. but And Russell Wilson's great and everything, but I agree with Shep. They're a bunch of injury-prone players. And I just don't think they'll have enough weapons throughout the year to get to nine and a half wins. So I'm taking the under. 
Yep. Next up is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at nine and a half wins. Um, I think the Bucks. There's a lot of people saying that they're overrated. You need to go look at statistics. I think they're going to have the number one seed in the NFC. Brady is going to make their defense a ton better because they're not going to be starting um, at the in the red zone. Um, they hit after Jameis's picks. They have a ton of weapons. Uh, and now they don't have a battle line anymore. It's pretty average now with the addition of Tristan Wirfs, which was an absolute steal. Carlton Davis is a very underrated corner. Um, and they have great pass rush, and they have pretty good linebackers. So I took the over. Yeah, I would agree. I took the over. Uh, I love the Gronk addition. I think their offensive weapons are amazing. I, I like the pick of Tristan Wirfs. That was a good pick there. And I like the I like Shaquille Barrett off the edge, so I think they get the over. I just don't know how defenses will defenses will stop two top ten wide receivers and a top three tight end. Like that's just too many weapons with the goat throwing them the ball. And I just don't know how defenses will stop them. So I'm taking the over with eleven wins. Well, that's a lot of disrespect. Eagles fans are going to come after you. Zach Ertz is. I would. Thinks I'd take Zach Ertz over Gronk right now after Gronk sat no, out. He's probably three. You think about these George Kittle, Zach Ertz, and then Gronk. There's no, because Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Kelsey, I don't know. Gronk is four, I'd say. Um, four. Next up, we have the Skins at five and a half wins. Uh, I took the under. Dwayne Haskins, don't judge him. He has zero weapons. Terry McLaurin is fine. Uh, he should be a good player in the league. They have a very bad secondary, but they do have a great front seven. Matt Ioannidis, Chase Young, John Allen, Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, they should be able to get after the quarterback, but there's just going to be too many busted coverages in the secondary. And they don't have they have a bad O-line, and Dwayne Askins doesn't have any weapons. I don't know how this team's going to put points up on the board, so I took the under. Well, I took the over. I think Dwayne Haskins can have a great sophomore season. I think uh, Adrian Peterson will be good. I like the addition of Chase Young. They're front seven. It's one of the best in the league. They're very young. I think uh, Terry McLaurin is a great player. I think uh, I think they get the over. Okay. I disagree. I think they'll get the under. Um, Dwayne Haskins is just showed that I don't even know if he wants to win. Like He, he has no potential in the league to me. Oh, God. Their front seven is amazing because, you know, Chase Young and Purdue alumni, Ryan Kerrigan, those guys are just going to chase the quarterback for days, but I just don't think they'll be able to score, and you can't. If you don't score, you're not going to win, obviously. I don't think the reason for them not being able to score is Dwayne Haskins. I think it's for the simple fact that they he has zero yeah, weapons. That's very harsh on Dwayne Haskins there, Will. Um, next up. We're going to move over to the AFC now, and we're going to go with Baltimore at 11.5 wins. I'm taking the under. Uh, they have a lethal division to play in. Um, I think they'll get beat at least twice in their divisional matchups. I love the Calais Campbell signing. Uh, it's an upgrade over Michael Pierce, clearly, because Calais Campbell can actually get after the quarterback. Um... People are going to start to figure them out. The Titans kind of exposed them a little bit. Uh, Marquise Brown should have a breakout season. 
they had a pretty good draft with Patrick Queen, J.K. Dobbins. They got some playmakers offensively and defensively. Um, they have a great secondary with Earl Thomas, Marlon Humphrey, and Marcus Peters. But they do have questions about being able to get after the quarterback. Uh, Matthew Judon's pretty overrated. He has straight holes to the quarterback most of the time. So, um, 11 and a half wins, even though they're a great team, is just a lot of wins. I think they'll get 11. Well, I took the if they did great Louisville alumni, uh, Lamar Jackson. But I think I think the addition of J.K. Dobbins was a big addition. They have two great running backs now. Uh, I think the wide receivers need to perform a little bit better this year. But I think that defense, especially with the addition of Calais Campbell, is just there's no holes in that defense. That secondary is great. The Patrick Queen addition was phenomenal. I, I think they get 12 wins easily. Okay. Their running game is just—I mean, the Titans exposed it a little bit, but you can't stop Lamar Jackson and Mark um, Ingram and J.K. Dobbins. Like, that's just going to be too lethal. And on the defensive side, their cornerbacks and safeties—you can't like those are some top ten safeties and cornerbacks on their defense, and their front seven is getting better. But I just think they're—they're they're too explosive on offense to lose like that many games even though their division is one of like probably the best in the league but I just think they're too explosive to lose that many games yep so next up we do have the Buffalo Bills at nine wins um I'm taking the over I think they'll get to 10 they have a bad division uh Josh Allen finally gets a number one receiver in Stephon Diggs um, they have an average O-line. Offense just has to get the job done. They don't have any holes defensively. Uh, they don't have many playmakers. They I do love Edmonds a lot at linebacker. Obviously, um, yeah. So, they do have a bad division. Um, uh, sorry, I was going to say Tredavious White is great. Shut down corner. But they play in a bad division, so I'm just going to take the over for the Bills. Yeah, I think this is one of the easiest overs for me. That division is just, it's not good. I think Stephon Diggs was an amazing addition if Josh Allen got a throw to. Darius White's a top three corner in the league, and I don't see anybody in that division really challenging the Bills. Uh, I'm taking them at nine wins because um, it was a great addition to have Stephon Diggs, and their division is pretty terrible, but their defense is a little iffy. Um, but, um, I'm just going to take nine wins, nine and seven. Because okay. I don't think they're, like, that amazing. They're just, they're a solid team. Yep. Uh, next up, we do have the Cincinnati Bengals with five and a half wins. I took the under. Uh, Burrow could change the team in year one. I don't see it. Um, I think Burrow has the chance to only be a Tony Romo. Uh, he had so many weapons around him at LSU, but... I think he'll be fine. Uh, Jonah Williams was hurt a lot of last year. He needs to play like the 11th overall pick he was. They do have an atrocious O-line. Um, but they do have lots of weapons with A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. They took three linebackers in the uh, last five rounds, Logan Wilson and Akeem Davis-Gaither. They need a better linebacking core. That was They had the worst linebacking core in the NFL last year. But they do have a good front three with Geno Adkins, Carlos Dunlap, Carl Lawson. So... I'll take the under just because of their t- 
terrible to line. Well, I'll take the over. I think there's too many weapons on that team. Uh, Joe Mixon, he's great. I think Jonah Williams will be a great addition, or will be a great addition when he plays. Uh, I think that defense isn't very good, but I mean their offense is just amazing. So I, I took the over. Um. That's right, Bengals, their offense is so young that I don't think they can compete with uh, Pittsburgh's, Baltimore's, and Cleveland's defense because those guys, those defenses are all superior. And their their defense could not stop the run last year. And if you look at their division, Baltimore is the best in the league at running. Uh, Pittsburgh is hard-nosed. And uh, Nick Chubb ran the ball the whole year. So um, I just don't think they can – if they can't stop the run, then they're not going to be able to win games. Yep. Browns. Uh, the Browns are at eight and a half wins. I think the Browns will get to nine, even though they do play in this division that we've been talking about. Uh, offensively, Baker has everything around him that he needs. Even though I don't think Baker's special, he has so many weapons. OBJ, Jarvis, Austin Hooper. They got two tackles with Jack Conklin and Jedrick Wills, so Baker's not going to have so much pressure in his face every time. Nick Chubb is great. Uh, they have playmakers defensively with Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward, but they do have holes at linebacker with the departure of Joe Schobert. I think they'll have trouble containing Lamar Jackson just because their linebacking core is so bad. But uh, I'll take I'll give them nine wins. I took the under. I think they're. I don't know about the coaching situation. I don't know if Stefanski can get that team under control. Uh, I think I think that team is a little too dramatic. Uh, I think they have the pieces. To get to nine wins, but I don't know if they just have the team chemistry to get there. So I took the under. Um, I'm taking the over because their uh, offensive weapons are insane with Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry, and uh, OBJ. And there's a ton of pressure on Baker Mayfield to just pop off one year. And I think their defense will hold up, but there's just too many weapons on offense for them. They do need to get their team chemistry like up, but um, I think they'll do that this year and they'll come out and be a great team. Next up, we have the Denver Broncos at 7.5 wins. 7.5 is too little. Um, there's a ton of people talking about how they're going to get 10, 11, 12 wins. I take the over. I think they'll get to 8. Everyone needs to slow down. Uh, left tackle is a huge problem. I think Drew Locke is overrated. He had one good game against Houston and a couple of other okay games. Uh, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler, Noah Fan. He does have quite a few weapons, but um, they have a good back eight with Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Justin Simmons, Chris Simmons, or Chris Harris, sorry. But they have a bad front three. Um, and also in the secondary, they got A.J. Boye. But I just think that Drew Locke isn't a great quarterback. I think he's a game manager. Yeah, I took the under. I think their offense is, like, really good. They're just a little too young. That division is super tough. They're going to have to score so many points. And I don't think that defense is good enough to contain the Chiefs. And that's that's why I took the under. You took the under? Wow. I saw a, I saw a stat on um, CBS. 99% of people are betting the over at 7.5 wins. In Vegas, I think that's absurd. I mean, I took the over because I think they'll get to eight wins, but I don't think they're going to get to eleven or twelve. Well, uh, obviously they have wide receiver weapons, and that division's defenses there. It's it's horrific. It's terrible, and uh, everyone obviously betting over seven and a half wins, and their defense 
or well, all their primetime games against good teams, they're all at Denver, and it's so hard to play at the high altitude stadium. And I don't think anyone will be able to compete with them up there. The Chargers have a great defense. Yes, they do. They do. You need to go look at their defense. They had some. They had some problems last year with, um, with injuries. But Vegas's defense is terrible. They don't have a good defense at all. But the Kansas City has a pretty underrated defense as well. Uh, moving on to the Texans. Um, I'm just gonna go on a rant really quick before we do this. Uh, everyone's saying Bill O'Brien is a terrible coach. He's not a terrible coach. He's a terrible GM. But Bill O'Brien is a very good coach. He continuously gets his teams to the playoffs. So don't talk about how Bill O'Brien is a terrible coach. He's a good coach. But as for seven and a half wins, I'll give him eight. Um, Deshaun Watson will get them seven, and J.J. Watt will make a big play, maybe a strip sack at the end of a game to get them another one. Um, can Titus Howard step up at right tackle? I don't know. Secondary is a question. Uh, Brandon Cooks can't replace D-Hop, but maybe he can help fill in for him. But I just think there's a lack of weapons on that team. Yeah, I took the under. I think, uh, I don't know if David Johnson can uh, feel like the footsteps of DeAndre Hawkins. I don't think, I don't think their uh, offensive weapons are good enough. I think Sean Watson's great. And that defense, I, I just don't know how that defense will do it, so that's why I took the under. Mm-hmm. They're awesome playmakers on the defense, then, and I'm taking the under. And Deshaun Watson, he's a great quarterback, but now he lost the number two wide receiver in the league because Michael Thomas is the best, obviously. But um, Oh, really? I, I don't think I don't think they'll be able to, they will be able to compete in that division. I mean, Jacksonville's terrible, but the Colts and the Titans are very good. And... I don't think they're gonna. I don't know about David Johnson. Nobody knows if he's gonna come back and be good or anything. But I don't think he'll be that good. So I'm taking the under. All Cant Guard Mike does is run shallow crosses. How does that make him the best receiver in the league? The best receiver in the league. Go check stats. I know. I don't care about stats. He's the only receiver on his team. Um, next up we have the Colts. At nine wins, um, the Colts, uh, Will and Shep are Colts fans, so you're definitely going to see overs from them. But I'll give them an over too. Uh, Philip Rivers has never had a good O line, um, but he does this year. Uh, they have good tackles, not great tackles, but they do have very good guards. Um, they have new weapons in the draft with Mike Pickman, John Taylor. Um, they do have a lack of playmakers defensively, but they don't have many holes. Darius Leonard is very underrated. He's great. Uh, and then they play in a bad division, so I'll give him 10 wins. Yeah, I took the over. I think the uh, addition of the fourth Buckner really uh, propelled them upwards. Uh, I like the addition of uh, Xavier Rhodes as well. That really helped the secondary where they needed a lot of help. Uh, I think that run game would be top tier, especially with one of the best at lines. And then you added Jonathan Taylor. And... Uh, I like the addition of uh, Michael Pittman. Gives another weapon for Philip Rivers, so that's why I took the over. Um, when they picked up Philip Rivers, it was uh, Philip Rivers. It was a good, it was a good fit for the team, and uh, their defense got their weapons with Fourth Buckner, and uh, the roads are closed. Um, but they all they needed was some playmaking on that defensive end, and they didn't have that before. So I think they'll easily win that division, and they're going to get over nine wins. 
I still think there's a problem in their secondary, though. I don't buy Xavier Rhodes. I mean, if he can return to form of there's no, prime. Yeah, there's no one except him, though. Like, that's about the only uh, Kenny Moore. That's Kenny Moore in the secondary, but, I mean. Clutch Kenny is whatever. Yeah. Um, next up, we do have the Jacksonville Jaguars at four and a half wins. This was an under for me. Their team is just absolutely atrocity or atrocious. Um, Minshew is average at best at this point. He has a bunch of average receivers with bad tackles. Um, their best player on their whole team is a center in Brandon Linder. Uh, their front seven is fine. It's whatever with uh, Miles Jack, Telvin Smith, Yannick Ngakwe. But their secondary is absolutely terrible uh, now that A.J. Boye and Jalen Ramsey are gone. So um, I'm going to take the under. That 2000, was it 17 or 18 Jags team that made it to the AFC Championship? I think it was 17. Yeah, that team was just so fun to watch. Um, I don't know what happened. They should have stuck with it longer. But, um, yeah, I'm going under. Well, I could take the under, but I really love their draft with uh, C.J. Henderson, Clive, and Chesson. I think they made that pass rush. He's one of the best pass rushers in the draft. And uh, they needed a corner. I like that pick. I think they'll be good in a few years. I like Minshew. But this year, I'd take the under. I like D.J. Chark, though, as well. He's a great receiver. I'm taking the under as well because uh, – their roster up and down the lineup is just, it's, it's awful. And they're just going to rebuild this year. And I'm thinking about five years or so, they'll be a top-tier team. But right now, they're, they're, they just, there's so many holes in the team that they're not going to get over four and a half wins. Shep, say the outside linebacker out of LSU's name again. Clavin. Okay, buddy. It's Caleb on Chason, but all right. Um... Sorry, I had to do it to you. Uh, next up, next up, we have the Kansas City Chiefs at eleven and a half wins. Uh, this was an over. I think they'll get to twelve. Uh, their division is better this year, but it's as simple as they have Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes will get them to twelve wins, and for the most part, they brought the whole team back except Kendall Fuller, who's overrated. He's a slot corner, so I'll take the over. They didn't lose anybody, really. And uh, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he really makes your team. Especially when you have, like, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. All these weapons around him, and, yeah. Pretty easy over for me. I'm taking the over as well, because um, Patrick Mahomes best player in the NFL right now, and I think it will be back-to-back football dubs for, these, for this team, because their division is... It, it's up and coming, but it's still not the best. And I just think with Tyreek Hill and all their weapons on offense, it's just hard to stop. Yep. Thanks. There's no defense in that division either, so, I mean, that was run well. Stop, stop disrespecting the Chargers' defense. Um, <laughs> next up, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. It's so weird to say that. Um, I'm taking the under. I'll, at seven and a half wins, I'll take the under. Um, they had a pretty bad draft. Damon Arnett, Lynn Bowden. Um, out of Kentucky, uh, Lynn Bowden. I hated that pick. He's like, he's a quarterback, a running back, and a wide receiver at the same exact time. So I think he's not going to do anything for him. Um, they have no playmakers defensively. Uh, I do like Max Crosby at end, but 
that's about all that I like. Uh, and there's not enough weapons for Derek Carr. There's nothing... The Raiders do not excite me at all other than Henry Ruggs a little bit. So, I'm taking the under. Yeah, I, I like the Henry Ruggs pick, but I think that Damon or that pick was a reach. I think he didn't deserve to go there. Uh, I just, yeah, there's no great players on their team. That's why that's why I took the under. I'm taking the under as well because they're... Their offense will score points, but obviously last year their defense is it's not very good. So if you can't stop anyone, they're not gonna be able to win because their def- their offense is good, but like it's not gonna be able to. It's not like the Chiefs' defense where it's offense is where it's gonna score like a ton of points. So I just think their defense has too many holes. Um, next up we have. The Los Angeles Chargers at seven and a half wins. I took the over. They're gonna play a lot like the 2019 Steelers, with a little better QB play and worse coaching with Anthony Lynn. Um, they have a fantastic defense. Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, Casey Hayward, Derwin James. They lack a tiny bit at linebacker, but they can get over it because their secondary and their pass rush is insane. I love Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. I love the fact that Austin Eckler is a three down complete back and I love the O-line signings with Brian Bulaga at tackle and Trey Turner at guard so I took the over oh, I took the under I think that division with the Chiefs I think it's too good I just don't know about the quarterback situation that's really the only reason I took the under I think their team otherwise is great but you have to have a good quarterback to win that's why I took the unders the other quarterback situation is not very good right now but they have so many weapons on offense, and that division is uh, as they have the Chiefs, but that's about it. And um, I'm just gonna take the uh, the over on this one because I think Tyrod Taylor won't do too bad, and I think he'll withhold like their offense a little bit. And their defense, as Leo said, is pretty good. But uh, I'm just gonna take the over. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have the Miami Dolphins. At six and a half wins, I think they'll get to seven. They have a fantastic group of corners. Byron Jones, Xavier Howard, the Noah Igbenogany pick. Um, Noah Igbenogany was a little questionable because they already had two corners. I think they could have used that in their front seven or at another tackle with, um, I don't even know who was on the board, Josh Jones, I think. Uh, Kyle Van Noy brings experience to a young group of linebackers. Uh, Christian Wilkins... Needs to generate pressure. That's the one question I have on their defense. Can they generate pressure? Um, I'm not sure yet. Uh, Tua slash Fitz. I don't know who's going to start. Should be good. Okay, group of receivers. Devontae Parker, Preston Williams. I love Preston Williams. Um, O-line is not terrible. They added two guards. Eric Flowers, Robert Hunt, and a tackle. And Austin Jackson. Austin Jackson's a little bit of a project. But I think he can add something right away. Well, I took the under. I just don't think Fitzpatrick. I think they're going to sit out at two. I don't think Fitzpatrick can get, get them seven wins. Uh, I think their uh, secondary is great. I just don't know about the rest of their defense, and that's why I took the under. Uh, their defense has improved a lot, and, our, and I think Tua is one of the best players in the draft. And I think he'll come in and do a great job. There and um, their running back core is it's iffy, but um, with that terrible division, I think they'll they'll be able to get over six wins. 
Yep. Next up, we have the New England Patriots at nine wins. This is the easiest under of the podcast for me. Their roster is not even top 20, and I'm sorry, but Bill Belichick cannot take a top 20 roster and get him 10 wins. It's just not going to happen. Um, their QB situation, Jared Stidham, Brian Hoyer, uh, is pretty bad. Their only relevant weapon is a 34-year-old slot receiver. Uh, their O-line is fairly average. They, I don't buy Marcus Cameron or Isaiah Wynn. Um, on the O-line. Every notable playmaker defensively is over 28. Stefan Gilmore's 29. Devin McCourty's 32. Patrick Chung is 32. Jason McCourty's 32. And Dante Hightower is 30. So they're getting old. I think they got to go into rebuild mode. Yeah, I took the under as well. I mean, that's nine wins is just as, that's too much. Uh, they, they don't have a good roster. Their quarterback is not good. And, uh, it's not any weapons. I think uh, Stephon Gilmore is very good, but he's like the only good player on defense, so that's why I took the under there. Um, their quarterback position is horrible because their quarterback has only thrown four passes in his career, and they have no weapons from the uh, right or wide receiver core and the running back core. And their I feel like their defense is still like pretty good. Obviously, from last year, they lost some people, but they didn't lose too many. But if they get over nine wins, uh, Bill Belichick will be called the greatest coach of all time. So yeah, he's gonna win Coach of the Year if they take him to the yeah, I think that, to the playoffs. I think that draft was horrible as well. They just reached on so many people. I just did not like that draft at all. They took a bunch of average tight ends that they reached on. Next up, we have the New York Jets at seven wins. Uh, I think. They'll get to six. I don't think they'll get their seven. Sam Darnold still has no weapons. They lost Robbie Anderson, who was their only notable receiver. Makai Becton is still raw. Um, he's not going to have the same instant impact as Jedrick Wills and um, those other tackles. Uh, can Denzel Mims replace Robbie Anderson right away? I don't think so. Uh, the Le'Veon Bell, uh, Le'Veon Bell should be fine. Um, he still doesn't have a good O-line to run behind, but whatever. Uh, there's still drama with Jamal Adams. I think that's a big deciding factor uh, about how many wins they get if Jamal Adams plays their next season because other than Jamal Adams, they don't have any difference makers defensively. They have a bad group of corners. Uh, Quinnen Williams, uh, I'm looking to have a big season. And they have pretty good linebackers with Avery Wilson and C.J. Mosley, but uh, I just don't think Sam Darnold, with the weapons he has and still a pretty bad O-line, can get the job done. Uh, I took the over. I think Sam Darnold's going to have a good year this year. They don't have a very good division. Uh, I like the Denzel Mims pick. I like how they upgrade their O-line with uh, Makai Becton. Yeah, and the starting factor is Kamal Adams. If they decide to trade him, they're probably going to need a lot of good pieces back. But I don't know if they'll be able to replace him. So, uh, even if they do trade Jamal Adams, I don't think they get... Seven wins, but if they don't, I think they do. So that's why I took the over. Um, I'm taking the under on this one because their offense will score points, but um, I don't think I don't think their defense. I don't think Jamal Adams will play at all, but I don't think their defense will be able to do anything against any team. And they picked up some weapons on offense, but 
I just don't think their defense will be able to hold anyone, so I don't think they'll be able to get the seven wins. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers, my favorite team, at nine and a half wins. I think they'll get to ten. I think they'll be a wild card team. I think the Ravens will get eleven. Um, so it it really they could get to thirteen. They could drop to seven. It all depends on how Big Ben's gonna play. Um, that's really the only deciding factor. We know that defense is absolutely elite with Devon Bush flying around. Mika Fitzpatrick is a great safety. They have a good group of corners with Joe Hayden, Steven Nelson, um, and Mike Hilton. And their front four is fantastic with Stefan Tuitt, Cameron Hayward, and then they obviously have, um, the linebackers with T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree. So, they don't have any holes defensively. Receiver-wise, um, they have a lot of good receivers that have a shot to be great this year with Juju, Deontay Johnson, James Washington. Uh, I'm looking for Chase Claypool to have a pretty good season. So, I'll take the over. Uh, I took the under. I think they'll get eight or nine wins. But, I don't... Another question is uh, James Conner. Can he be healthy? And uh, I like the uh, I like Deontay Johnson a lot. I think he'll be a great receiver in the league. But I think the, I think uh, James Conner needs to stay healthy. And that, I think the running back position is one of their biggest questions as well with uh, Big Ben. So I took the under. I took the over on this one because their defense almost sent them to the playoffs last year single-handedly, and they they had no quarterback at all. And with Big Ben back. I think they'll be able to uh, score some points. But I'm just going to take the over here because their defense is so superior that you're not going to be able to score that many points on them. And with Big, Big Ben back, with handing it off to James Carter, I think they'll be able to score a lot of points. All right. Final team, we have the Tennessee Titans at 8.5 wins. Um, I think 8.5 was a little low. So I take the over. I think they'll get to nine. Uh, they have a pretty average front seven, but they have a good secondary with Logan Ryan, Adoree Jackson, Kevin Byard. Um, they have a good power scheme offensive line for what they want to do, uh, blocking for Derrick Henry. Tannehill is a great game manager. Um, and then A.J. Brown should have a good season. Yeah, I took the over as well. I think I love watching the Titans play. I love watching that power run game. Uh, one of our big questions is, do they have enough weapons at the wide receiver position? Uh, I think so. I think their defense is great. I think their offensive line is great. I don't think there's really any holes in that team. So I think I think they'll get to 10 or 11 wins. I'm taking the under because uh, the loss of Jarrell Casey hurt them a lot on defense with stopping the run. But, um... Derrick Henry and their offense is obviously great, but to me, all of their games went perfect for them, and I don't think Ryan Tannehill is that special. So if someone starts stopping the run against Derrick Henry, which is very hard, I don't think they'll be able to do anything after that. All right, that's going to do it. Um, I think every or I thank everyone for listening to this podcast. We'll be back next Friday with a six-person NBA mock draft. Thank you all for listening. Goodbye.